0: Welcome back to the Sermon Series broadcast brought to you by Gilead Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Chris Smelser of Gilead Baptist Church. It's so good to have you with us today. Today's sermon is re- We're Reaching Back into the Past, June of 2015. Brother Rick Smelser, my daddy, he preached this sermon at Taylorsville Baptist Camp Meeting in the morning service. We're so glad to be able to reach back into the past and bring you some of these sermons, and we will do that from time to time as we make our way uh, through these years. And uh, we want to remember the men of, uh, of the past. And my daddy is still pastoring at Maryville Baptist Tabernacle, been there over 20 years. So we want to bring you this message today. We hope you enjoy it. Grab your Bible as we try to proclaim the gospel here from Gilead Baptist Church. I want to bring a message this morning. If you have your Bibles, I'd like you to turn over to Matthew chapter 20, and verse 1 through 16. And uh, that's going to be a lot of scripture to read, so uh, I want to read some of that for you. I want to bring a message on the 5 o'clock worker, and uh, this is what the Lord laid on my heart. And as I'm listening to the songs, I think it sort of goes along with it, especially what uh, the message that he placed on me about this 5 o'clock worker. And uh, so I want you to turn over there if you would. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 1, and it says this. For the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is a householder, which when he went out early in the morning to hire laborers into the vineyard, and went he and when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into the vineyard. And when uh, went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace, instead of them. Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. And again he went out about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out, and found others standing idle, and saith unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? And they say unto him, Because no man hath hired us. He said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, uh, that uh, that shall you receive. So went even... When even was come, the Lord of the vineyard saith unto the steward, Call the laborers, and give them their hire, beginning from the last to the first. And when they had uh, came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more, and they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good men of the house, saying... Uh, these last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Take that thine is, and go thy way. I will give unto the last, even as unto thee. Is, uh, it is not lawful for me to do what is the will of mine own. It is thine eye evil, because I am good. So the last shall be first, and the first last for many be called, but few chosen. I want to look at this for just a moment, and I'll have to hurry. I've not, my people is here today, or some of my people, and they're sitting there in amazement to see if I can actually preach in 15 minutes. And uh, I know one of them sitting there waiting to see if I can do it. And so I may have to skip through a lot, but I'll try to get the gist of what it is out that I'm trying to get out this morning. But I, I want you to look at the fact of the, the the 5 o'clock worker. Now, we know that this is a parable, and the Lord said that this is likened unto the kingdom of God. And we also know that this is a, a parable, or the last words uh, that the Lord was saying. I thought it's important, and I took a time in my life to go through the Scriptures and find the last words that Jesus was saying Uh, Through the last week of his life and it would really uh, bless your life if you ever get in the Bible and you go through and just find the last week of his life and what he was saying and what he was trying to get across. You'll find that most of the things that the Lord was saying was, I don't want to walk beside of you anymore, I want to walk in you. The disciples was used to his physical presence, and he was trying to get across to them that I'm no longer going to be with you, but I'm going to be in you. And that's a hard thing to understand. Even for the Christian today, it's a hard thing to understand that the Lord lives in us, and he, he walks beside us. Don't get me wrong. That's a good analogy, but he also lives in you. You are his tabernacle, and so he lives in you. And we, want to, uh, fo- we could focus on the grumbler, the one that's complaining that came back and said, well, we all were. And, and we've been out there in the heat of the day and you gave this guy the same amount that you gave us and so you could, you could focus on the grumbler and there's a good message in that but I don't want to focus on that I want to focus on the fact that the Lord said the kingdom of God is likened unto this and then he gave this parable and his focus was on that 5 o'clock worker, the one that came at the 11th hour. The Jewish workday started at 6 o'clock in the morning and it ended at 6 o'clock in the evening. And so these fellows that was standing out there were there at 5 o'clock. And the goodman came again and and hired them at 5 o'clock. And you say, why in the world would he do that? Well, that's that's what God was trying to get across. And I want you to understand that this whole parable has to do with the great Grace of God. That's all. That's what it is. The Lord is trying to get across His grace, and so I want to look at it in that focus that it is the grace of God. And I want to also say this: that uh, sometimes we could sit there and look at this complainer, and we could figure out things that he's complaining about. Uh, but I, I want you to look at it in this light, and the fact that if you had a, and just in our area, there was a 93 year old man gave his life to the Lord. I mean, people had been praying for him and praying for him. He was a pastor in our area, a church just right down below me. And he would come to our camp meeting, and he, his son would. He's a preacher, and he'd come there in our camp meeting and say, pray for my dad. He's, he started out saying, pray for my dad. He's approaching 90, and he hadn't been saved. And then he'd come uh, the next year. He said, my dad's 91, and he still hasn't been saved. And then he'd come the next year. and said, my dad's in the hospital. don't know if he's going to make it. He's 92. I want you all to pray for him that he'd get saved. And then his dad turned 93 and the preacher came around he said, I got a good testimony to tell you that my dad at 93 year old down at the hospital, he got saved, gave his life to the Lord. I was there when it happened. He said, it's blessed me. God has blessed me. He saved my dad. 14 days later, his dad is in heaven. And that would be the same thing as this complainer complaining about God choosing that 5 o'clock worker. I mean, we could look at that old man and say, Listen, you wasted your whole life. You sat around and did nothing for God. You didn't do anything for God's kingdom. And all of a sudden, you're going to shout in the streets of glory. And I want to say this. uh, When you enter those gates, I mean, you're going to be shouting whether you want to or not. And so that old man is shouting through the streets of glory. But I want to look at something here just a minute. These these 11 o'clock workers are 5 o'clock in in our time, the 5 o'clock Uh, Workers, I want to look at Jesus Christ and I want to say this. First of all, God picks those, the Lord picks those uh, that no one else wants. That's the way He is. God always picks those. He always has a peculiar passion for those that uh, just seem to be forgotten. That's the way the Lord is, just those that seem to be forgotten God always has interest in those folks. Uh, And I got a reason for saying that, but uh, God always has interest in those that's forgotten. It's our Lord that walked up to that leper and touched his skin that nobody else could touch, Uh, but he touched, he had compassion and touched that leper that everybody else was running from. It's our Lord that knelt down at that prostitute when everybody else was running away and they wanted to stoner, her and he said, your sins be forgiven. And he looked at the rest of them and condemned them. It's our Lord that Uh, We heard it preached the other night uh, that that woman had had an issue of blood uh, uh, that she made it to him and touched the hem of his garment and she was made whole. And he turned around and did not rebuke her in the fact that I'll take that healing back. But he said, your faith has made thee whole. Let me tell you something. God, it was the Lord uh, that put his arms around an old sinner named Zacchaeus and asked him to come down out of that tree. He said, I'm going to go to your house today. I mean, that's our Lord. He always has compassion on those that are outcasts. He always. And you want to know where you'll find the Lord? You'll go down at the back of the line where everybody is. that's everybody's forgot about. And that's where the Lord will be. Uh, The Lord's going to hang around those folks that's crying. The Lord's going to be there with those folks that's weeping. The Lord's going to be there with those folks that's got a heavy heart. And I want to tell you this morning, if you're here and you're in this service and you've got something that's bothering you, you've got a heavy heart, uh, something that's troubling you, let me tell you that God is interested in you. Uh, He wants to talk to you. Uh, he wants you to come to him this morning. He's interested in you. I want to say this in three things, and then I'll be out of the way. Uh, it's what society sort of kicks out, the Lord puts in. And what the world writes off, the Lord picks up. And these uh, workers, they were three things that I noticed about this five o'clock worker. I, I fit the category perfectly. The first thing were they were unable That's the reason they're standing there in line. That's the reason they haven't been taken. They weren't just looked over and and said, hey, I don't like the way you look or anything. No, they were unable to do it. In other words, uh, they might have have had some kind of disability. They might have been crippled a little bit. Uh, They might have had something wrong with them somewhere. Uh, Their hand might have been a little crooked. Talked to a fellow the other day, and he's about my age, and his hands all draw up like that. And I asked him, I said, what are you doing about that? And he said, God still lets me drive a truck. I mean, you can drive a truck for God if your hands are like this. I mean, you can do that. Uh, the, the Lord comes by and says, that's all right. I'll take that disability. I'll put you on the van, driving the van. You can still drive the van. Let me tell you something. They might have been crippled. They might have been unskilled. I mean, they ha- didn't have a lot of knowledge about what he's saying. I need this done and I need that done. And they're sitting there telling the goodman of the house, I don't understand how to do that. And God says, come on. I will use you anyway. I'll put you in some place. I mean, you might be the water barrier for the preacher. You might be the one to carry his coat. Uh, you might be the one to carry his jacket. And I did that for years at my church. I was the one that carried the preacher's water. I was the one that picked his Bible up when he left it laying on the pulpit. I was the one that took his jacket to him when he went to the car and forgot it. I was the one that did those things for my pastor. I wanted to make sure that my pastor uh, was taken care of. And maybe you have, uh, you're unskilled uh, in a lot of other things you can't preach. Preach, you can't teach, uh, you can't sing worth a lick, but let me tell you something God still can use you. Amen. He still can use you. Might have been half blind. That's to have one eye that you can see out of, amen, half blind. You might have been half blind. God says, That's all right, I can use you. There's a lot of things you can do. I mean, you might have been no-name people. Nobody knows you. The songs that they sung this morning, nobody knows who I am. I'm just a small thing that God has chosen. Nobody knows who I am. I mean, no natural talent whatsoever can't carry a tune in a bucket. And sometimes I drop the bucket on the way because I'm clumsy. But let me tell you something. I have no natural talent. I can't sing, can't teach, can't preach, or whatever it is. But God can still use you. And then the second thing is this. They were untrained. They're standing there and saying, Nobody's ever trained me to do that kind of job. I mean, nobody ever has showed me what to do. I mean let me tell you something the Lord looks at them and says don't you worry about that uh, the first shall be last and the last shall be first uh, you just come on and we'll find somebody to train you you go out there and pick up on the, uh, one of those guys out there and get right beside of them and you do exactly what they're doing let me tell you something God's calling some of us to be trainers there's people out here at 5 o'clock they're still standing out there in the line uh, you got some children that's here together this morning uh, they're still standing in that 5 o'clock line uh, everybody looks over them because they're small uh, everybody looks over them because they don't have any ability and they don't have any talent yet but one of you old, old heads ought to get one of them aside of you and you ought to start telling them how to do things and show them you say how in the world do you know that listen when I was just a little old boy junior in, in Sunday school I had an old gentleman in my church uh, he was a good tenor singer and he come to me and he listened to me sing he said son uh, I think you can help us in the choir if you'll just come on up there and stand next to me brother Les Whaley was his name uh, I went up there and started standing next to Les Whaley, and my voice hadn't never changed at that time. And boy, men, Les, we were letting that tenor ring, man. He'd lean over and tap me on the shoulder and said, That's a good job you did this morning. Boy, that encouraged me. He was training me. He was watching after me. But then my voice started changing a little bit, and then there was another fellow in their church. His name was Eddie Kids, a beautiful bass singer. Him and Mike Hocum would probably have a good challenge. And oh, Eddie Kids, he looked at me and he said son he said your voice is getting too deep for a tenor he said you need to come up here and stand on this back line and help me and old Eddie had put his arm around my shoulder and he'd lean his head over against me and he would drop that bass down there and them speakers and stuff would just rattle and I'd be there trying to sing that bass with him and can I tell you something these fellas uh, took interest in me and trained me but I want to just tell you something today that messed me all up because I can't sing tenor or bass now I'm stuck. I'm stuck now. I would tell you, some untrained. I mean, they stand there and I say, "I'm untrained." I listen when the Lord came to me, when He called me to preach. I looked at him and said, I'm untrained. I don't know anything. I don't know how to do that. I can take you to the place where the Lord called me to preach. And I said, I'm untrained. He said, I'm going to put you with some men. And you start watching these men. And you start doing what they're doing. And let me tell you something. My old preacher, I mean, he's in the grave. He died in 1986. But old brother Marvin, he took me under his wing. And he'd take me every once in a while. And I still hadn't ever been able to master this one. Steve's got it down pretty good. But he told me, he said, son, I want to tell you something. He said, whenever you get up in front of that congregation, he said, you leave them hungry. He's from South Carolina. There's a quota and hungry. Some of you folks from South Carolina, you might know what I'm talking about. He said, whenever you get up there, he said, when you sit down, you leave them hungry. He said, they'll want to hear you get back up again. He said, but if you overfeed them, he said, they don't want to hear you no more. And he said, Do you don't, your message should never be no more than 20 to 25 minutes. I ain't been able to get that one yet. <laughs> I'm still. I'm gonna. well when the on? I gotta go. I told you. I get to my last point. Let me get to my last. They were undesirable. They were undesirable. We were talking about a while ago. there was a bunch of beggars. That's what. I, can I just go ahead and tell y'all something this morning? I, this will be. This will be the gist of this point. Can I just tell y'all something? Y'all a bunch of misfits. You know that. Yeah. The world's done wrote you off. You're a bunch of fuddy duddies. You know that. I mean, these people, this world, watch your car come into this camp meeting. You done been rode off. That you're a fuddy-duddy. You're a nut. And that you're one of those fanatics that you don't know what's going on. That you're uh, weak-minded. That you don't know nothing. Uh, You're relying on this uh, superficial God uh, that's supposed to be leading you around uh, and putting you places like that. I mean, the world has got you already put in a capsule. And they done said that you are a nut. Can I tell you this morning that you all a bunch of misfits? God chooses misfits. He looks for the five o'clock worker. That's what they were misfits. That five o'clock worker was a misfit. And God chooses those misfits. And now you say, Why how do you know that? Hey, you're looking at one right here. Hey, I was, I was born in the hills of Tennessee. I was raised in, on a little old farm. I was raised on the last house in the holler. I mean, the sun didn't shine till high noon. I mean, nobody knew where I was at. Nobody knew how to get to me. I mean, nobody knew to bring me the gospel. I mean, I'm up there all by myself. I'm the only son of my mom and daddy. Nobody knew how to get to me. But one night while I was laying there in my bed... Hey, the Lord came walking into my room. Uh, he found me in there. Uh, he saved my soul. Uh, he put a desire in my heart uh, to have a searching for God. Uh, hey, this old misfit. I uh, started looking for God. And how I can work for God. I mean, I was a misfit. I just want you to know that. I'm nobody. I just want you to know that. I was raised on the farm. And listen here, that's what makes it even better. Hey, we'd have I raised pigs. A few cows. Hey, but every once in a while in that litter, there'd be a runt come along. You know what you have to do to that runt? you got to take special care of that runt. I mean, he'll get rooted out and he'll die after a while because he'll starve to death. He won't have nothing to eat. and There'll be nobody to take care of him. Mama won't take care of him. The other little ones are stronger than he is. And they'll push him out and he'll die. Hey, let me tell you something. You know what you're looking at this morning? I'm the run of the bunch. Hey, Amen. I'm the run of the bunch. And you know what God does to me? <laughs> he picks me up. He treats me special. I don't know. I, I've looked at all these people out here, and my light's on red, and i got to go. But I'll just tell you this. I didn't know that he had this many children because I thought I was the only one. Amen. Hey, you're looking at a 5 o'clock worker. I'm a misfit. Amen. I don't fit into the world. And some so- associations I don't fit into. Hey, there's some churches I don't fit into. I went and preached at one church, and I happened to look over there at the piano. I got to go, Steve. That light's on. I looked over at the piano, and there the woman sat over there in hot pants shorts playing the piano, and I'm up there getting ready to preach, and I'm like, I don't know, Lord, if I can go through with this. I mean, I don't know if I can handle that or not. Let me tell you something. I don't fit into a lot of areas. I don't fit into the world Uh, But I'm glad I fit into heaven because I'm going there one day. Amen.